Tabitha Brown brightens days like no one else. Now the actress, vegan, and social media phenomenon is partnering with Target to give all your gatherings that perfect summer glow. It's all about bringing loved ones together around all the best things. Delicious food, fun games, good music, and that bright, happy sunshine. This collection has you set for a summer full of joy. Check out the Tabitha Brown for Target Outdoors Entertaining Collection on May 14th in Target locations and on Target.com. I love her cause she got her own. She don't need mine. She said leave mine alone. Okay. Mm, there ain't nothing you. that's more sexy than a girl that won't but don't need me. Young, independent. Yes, you work hard. But you can't tell from the way that she walk. She don't slow him down cause she ain't got time to be complaining. Shorty gon' shine. She don't. Oh, I don't need. I messed that all up. She don't. Don't look at me like Captain Save em. No something, no, she don't do that. I was singing Jamie Foxx's version, but then I got oh, all turned Oh, I was around, like, is this and then Neo? I went to Jamie, Neo's I couldn't version. remember. Child. I love it because she got her own. Mm. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord, niggas. Praise the Lord, niggas. And I don't Welcome know what's back. going on. Yes, I don't know what's going on with Jamie Foxx, but I'm yet praying. Crane. We will we will delve a little more, but not too much, into yes. the Jamie Foxx story. Come, I believe, next week yes. on an episode with Dr. Raquel, where we are going to cover all of the trash that you think that we have not been that's covering right. on the past few episodes. That's Everything right. that's been going on in a big chunk. We're going to talk to Dr. Raquel about it, Crane. and she's going to trash a palooza. Yeah, and we're gonna put she's gonna put her 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 spin on it, and yes. it's just gonna be glorious. So stay that. tuned for that episode. I believe coming next week. Correct. But sister, how are you? Praise the Lord, niggas. Praise the Lord. I I'm I'm hanging in there. I'm doing my very best. I'm safe and I have what I need. But you know, dealing with life as life life's upside my head. Uh, mm-hmm. But listen, I'm doing okay. I'm moving through. I'm feeling my Good. feelings. And moving through. How are you? I'm I'm all right. I'm not gonna complain. Um, yeah, I don't. I'm not going to complain. I and uh, so I know this is weeks after, but this yes. was this past weekend was Mother's Day weekend, and so we have a, an extensive conversation actually yeah. on um, the Patreon. You, you guys can tune in. Shameless plug. Check it, um, out. Check it out. Where we talk about. A lot of things surrounding Mother's Day, uh, including very complicated feelings and feelings of grief. Um, And we will have uh, a big mother episode coming soon with some sisters of ours. But you can definitely go tune into the to the Mother's Day episode. If you had a wonderful Mother's Day, if you were grieving this Mother's Day, if you were angry this Mother's Day, I think... um, there's just a little bit of, of something for everybody because we're all negotiating complicated uh, lives, right? Because life is complicated. But before we um, move into our illustrious kitchen table with our wonderful guest this oh my week, God. Buckle up, we wanted to tell you all 
that for June, we are going to be doing the graduation announcements, but we're going to switch things up just a little bit. We're going to read graduation announcements all June. It'll be a separate audio clip. So for those who are haters, we you don't even have to go and fast forward anymore. <laughs> you don't even have to click on it. It will be something bonus for those who thoroughly enjoy the graduation announcements. And obviously now we will have a separate video files on the patreon for those who want to also see and hear the graduation announcements so all of june we'll be reading graduation announcements please get your graduation announcements in for those who have completed vocational school for those who have completed elementary middle school junior high all of your accomplishments during graduation season period we want to hear about them and we want to celebrate you so make sure you send that information to hello at gettinggrown.co all right, C-O. hear me out one more time. Hello at gettinggrown.co. Also found in the description box. Thank you. Correct. And so we are excited <clears throat> about today's kitchen table guest. Yes. Um, this is low key. Uh, this is one of our OG getting grown. This is family. Okay, this is, this gang, is gang. someone. This is Gang Gang. This is someone who started out with us. And it's just awesome to see her uh, sort of step into new dimensions of her life and business. And what I love about her is that she reached out to us um, to say, I've learned so much about life and entrepreneurship, um, specifically uh, the ups and downs and highs and lows of of growing my business, scaling my business, turning my online business into a brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. I've learned so much about um, that. And I feel like I want to share all that I've learned with other people. And, the, and a good way to do that is to pull up to the kitchen table. So I want, Absolutely. I want everyone, I'm telling you now, Get your notes app, your notebooks, however you write down your uh, key takeaways and things that you don't want to forget. Pull Mm -hmm. all of that out and get ready because this conversation was really just um, just some awesome real time reflection. And Nikki mm-hmm. shares some gems. We have welcome in Dr. Nikki Brooks of Zen in a Jar. You have heard that uh, name, that brand many, many times here at Getting Grown. She's been on the road with us when we were touring our live show. She supported Jade's endeavors and my endeavors respectfully. Yep. Uh, and um, it is it has been just awesome to be in partnership with this awesome woman who is so deeply committed to pouring into other black women the same way that she was poured into. So pull up to the kitchen table, gather your snacks and things and let's take a ride with Dr. Nikki from Zen in a Jar. It was an amazing conversation. I can't wait for y'all to hear it. Except for those who install veneers in their dining rooms. You're not welcome to this conversation, but everybody else give it a listen. This week's episode of Getting Grown is brought to you by the Tabitha Brown for Target Outdoor Entertaining Collection. Bring your loved ones together around the best things delicious food, fun games, good music, and that bright, happy sunshine. This collection has you set for a summer full of joy. Find your new summer favorites in the Tabitha Brown for Target Outdoor Entertaining Collection, available May 14th in Target locations and on Target.com. 
Welcome back to the kitchen table, everybody. I am very excited for our next guest because it is long, long, long overdue for her to be on the show. We have been talking about this brand and this person for many, many, many years. She yes. actually vended at our first live show or our first live show in New York. Our first live show in New York. She did the and tour. And the tour, the, mm-hmm. uh, henceforth. And then the dopest dinner party tours. Yes. And then Kia's um, team typing fast yes. brunches. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, entrepreneuress, PhD extraordinaire, black woman supreme, Nikki of Zin in a Jar. Yes. Hey. Welcome. Hey, y'all. Hello, Thank boo. You. <laughs> Did you so like that wonderful. intro? I loved it. <laughs> I'm going to okay, listen wonderful. to it The only thing I forgot... Scorpio Queen. I forgot that one as well. Yes. Thank you so much for being here, Nikki. Yes. Uh, And if I'm not mistaken, Nikki is going to spill some tea today. I think, you know, we have uh, all, you know, we hear lots and lots and lots on the interwebs, especially about entrepreneur and being a boss and being a boss bitch and all of these Mm. things, right? Mm. And so I feel like the conversation become oversaturated and we hit the highs of having an LLC and being a business owner, but we almost never really dig down into what they don't always tell you about having a business, scaling Mm. your business, growing your Mm. business. Mm. And Nikki reached out to us because she said, listen here, I have learned the hard way Mm -hmm. and I have (laughs) crawled so that you hoes can run. <laughs> I have crawled she said, through all fuck of your this girl business. bosses yes. and your blingies. All of this mess. <laughs> I have mm-hmm. survived the dark yeah. side so that you all don't have to. I feel like you have won the the entrepreneur um, edition of Survivor. Actually, yes. <laughs> I feel like you did the obstacle courses and the puzzles. You got muddy. Your titties stunk. You had to like figure out what to do with your hair. Going and through. You, you overcame. You came down, through. Down in it. And specifically growing from an online business to mm-hmm. an actual brick and mortar, mm-hmm. which is a conversation that we see highlights of, right? We see the highlights and we see the girls who've made it. But they don't always, uh, you know, pull up a, a chair to the kitchen table and spill the real tea on what all of that means. No, no. Yes. And everybody wants an LLC. So, oh. like, we, Nikki, what were you about to say? We, Because we, yes. we want to get into the juice. So I was I was just going to say what I always think about, like, with the survivor analogy. I always feel like I'm on, like, the last level of a video game. And I have mm-hmm. to just figure this out too. Mm-hmm. Like it's never just yeah. as simple. No. As some obstacle avoid, course. You got, you're avoiding the fire like balls and the mushrooms. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Getting slimed time after time. No Cindy Lauper. So let's start from the beginning because that was a lot, yes. <laughs> and we will give you all the details as to what we are talking about. But before we get there into the the tribulations and the trials. Please tell us, first of all, Nikki, you you just gave some beautiful information about your family to me, what area you're from. Tell us what area you're from, what your original path was, 
because you have a PhD as well. You are a fellow doctorate of Dr. Takia here, which don't have nothing to do with butters. So can we start from the beginning? Nobody where does. Where are you from? We'll Tell there. us about yourself yes. and where you started. Certainly. So um, hi, everybody. Uh, so with Zen in a Jar, it started, I would say, when I was a young girl. Like I was sharing with you all, I was the oldest grandchild on both sides. And so my grandparents were my best friends. My parents were like all over the place. So we mm-hmm. didn't have iPads and stuff back then. So both of my grandmothers are Southern and I would play in their vanities all the time. Mm. So yes, good old um, fashion you know, mm-hmm. fair. A good old fashion, fashion fair, fair. Oh, with those boxes understand? of the knee highs. <laughs> all fashion of our grandmas fair. had the oh, same. Dang. We had all of our grandmas had the same pink compact. Yeah. Of fashion yes. fair cosmetics. With the black and also to be the eyeshadows, with the black yes. and the clear on top. They yes. all had bags of those sponges. Oh, yes. They all had yes. tissue all boxes full of, of knee highs. Violet yes. eyeshadows. Yes. Yes. Rouge <laughs> and things. Yes. yes. I remember it yes. very well. And rouge, that really I deep burgundy it. rouge. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about, honey. My grandma had a pink compact. Same. I'll never forget it. Same. I feel so seen right now. I feel so seen. (laughs) (laughs) And my grandmothers lived around the corner from each other in D.C. And I was just over there all the time. That was my fun. So uh, as I got older, I had an interest in technology, I guess. So um, I went to school for technology. I did IT for a while. I was an IT project manager in federal government. And I started there when I was in like the 10th grade. So um, I stayed in federal government until 2019. But what made me start doing Zen in a Jar seriously was I got into a doctoral program at Robert Morris University. And when I applied, we had tuition assistance. And by the time the program started, they took it away. And there was nothing to be done about it, nothing retroactive, whatever. So I was already living on the edge of my means with my very mm-hmm. good salary in the government, right? Yeah, so I was living, I was at National That's Harbor. Right. I had a brand new muscle car. I couldn't even drive in the rain, right? I'm doing all of that. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, Why couldn't you drive this, it in the rain, Nikki? Oh, because it's, uh, it's rear wheel drive. So I'm spinning out looking crazy all the time. That's oh, that right? black. Oh, black it was the, the blackest thing about me. <laughs> oh, yeah, that sounds very black. Is, My they, love mean, of muscle love cars. love a Dodge yes. or a, a, a Mustang. It's always, like, it's always a, a Chrysler. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> with big wheels just manhandling the road. That's what we are. Yeah. That's what we do. Yeah. I was like, is this police or a nigga? I don't know. (laughs) It's definitely a nigga and it's Nikki. (laughs) Very familiar territory. Yes. So so, so that's what I had. So I couldn't afford to take on the additional 30,000 a year that the tuition was going to be. But I had already been to one residency and I had already fallen in love with the way my mind was being trained to think. So I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. what am I going to do about this? Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I have to figure this out. Um, so for Christmas, sometimes being in a large family, I would make like sugar scrubs and stuff like that for my cousins and my siblings. And every now and then they would say, hey, can you make like six for me? I want to give some to my friends. And, you know, nothing too serious. But then when that happened, I was like, okay, I need to. 
sell a bunch of this at a Christmas bazaar or something so I can show up in January. Because I was already in the negative mm-hmm. for the fall semester. I didn't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. But I knew I wasn't mm-hmm. going to be able to register for January without figuring that out. So that's basically how I got started with the business. And then um, I, I got connected with, because all the girls, all the girls that love to smell good were quietly telling each other about me. And so mm-hmm. I was going to uh, the green room to get my hair done, Tania. And she was like, I want to connect mm-hmm. you Shout with my friend Tania. Kia. Shout out to Dr. Kia Cordes. is starting yeah. child. Technology. She was like, yes. I want to connect you to connect. my friend Kia. Kia is, uh, she has the mauve agency. I think you guys would make magic together. So I was like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, okay. So I start working with Kia and she mm-hmm. connected me to your event, Dr. Kia, the team typing fast. Yep. She was like, I think you need to consider yep. doing some event favors. And I was like, oh, yeah, I, I love her. Like, let's just do it. So, you know, that kind of opened the door to this relationship. And mm-hmm. from there, it grew to me joining you all on tour at that New York show. So I mm-hmm. I always tell this story because it still means so much. Like every time I see the picture when you all post it. It's, it's like one of the most significant nights of my life, okay? And here's why. Mm. Wumi and I, I was super broke because... Shout was, out to Wumi, Beats by Woo, sorry. Yes, <laughs> shout out to Wumi. She is everything. She got on the boat bus with me to ride to New York that day because I still had to like, on, work in the morning. Come on, boat $25 rides. With my boxes of jars and stuff <laughs> and some fresh flowers. And we set up the table in New York. Um, for you all's live show. And so, again, super black. So we brought our own Chardonnay and we ordered some Popeyes on Uber Eats. <laughs> I remember it like it was yesterday. It do, so, actually. So I was like, Wumi, I'm going to run down and meet the Uber guy. Can you run my table real quick? So she's running my table and I come upstairs. I'm holding the chicken. Because I remember Asante was coming up the stairs. He was like, not Popeye's chicken. Like, yeah, that's kind of, that's what we're on out here in the vendor area. That's what we can afford these days. Yes, indeed. You were eating so better than I we go, were. Because we did not eat that day. Because I drove myself to that, to that tour in my car. Like, okay, okay. Listen, we was all on the struggle bus, literally and figuratively. I was struggling so hard at that point in my life. That $20 round trip ticket, child. Because we couldn't even afford to stay in New York overnight. Like, we knew we had to leave at a certain Mm -hmm. time and make our way straight back Mm -hmm. to the departure. I didn't stay neither. (laughs) I understand. So, so I come upstairs with the chicken and I look over at the table, and Wumi is helping Fran. And I was like, oh, oh, shit, Fran, I'm not going over there. Right? Because, you know, you don't want to feel you don't want to feel pushy when people Mm -hmm. are perusing your thing. So I stayed on the other side and I'm just like eating chicken. So I didn't even realize that she bought something. So that was the end of that. A few days later, I'm kind of a technology dinosaur. I'm comfortable with that, right? So mm-hmm. a few days later, I start getting all these notifications and comments and stuff. And it's like, well, where's the stuff? I want to buy some more. Like, everything's gone. I'm getting all these sales. I'm like, what in the hell is going on? And mm-hmm. Fran tagged me in a story. I did not know what a story was, y'all. <laughs> so- <laughs> I was like, it's giving real auntie. It's giving real auntie okay. tease at this it moment. Is. Girl, I am 42. <laughs> Period. So. Now, what is it? A story? What does that mean? <laughs> what is it a soap Somebody opera? Somebody told a story about me. Like, where? <laughs> like, what is this that I was tagged in? How will all these people see it? <laughs> now I've got all of these people. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> so, 
And so Where is it? From that, moment, that moment changed my life. So after that, I went from having maybe a, a hundred or so repeat customers at my pop-ups at the Spice Suite and my, my Etsy sales. It mm-hmm. went from people knowing me kind of locally to knowing me everywhere, just off the strength of Fran said. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So I try to meet that demand and I realize I'm not getting any sleep. So I no mm-hmm. longer look like the self-care and the zen. I'm always late exhausted like my hair was always pulled up in something <laughs> because I would I really enjoyed my my career in IT project management but I um I would log off at 359 4 o'clock and I would go right downstairs to the lobby of my apartment and start boxing up orders and all of that and everybody used to come and so that's how like Tania like my hairstylist was even coming to help because everybody's like oh well, look we believe in you We'll come help mm-hmm. you out. So I would just order pizzas and beer and wine and people would be down there until like the common area is closed at the apartment every night. So wow. it it wasn't really sustainable. So by the end of 2018, I'm like, OK, I'm exhausted, but this opportunity is coming up and this opportunity is coming up now. So Tania got in my face and she said, tell me something. When you going to get out of survival mode? <laughs> why would she say that to me like I was so uncomfortable it made my, my armpits tingle like why would you say mm. that to me and so I sat with it I sat with it for a second and I said she's right she's right I'm just holding on to the security blanket of the VA because I even had people at my job trying mm-hmm. to buy stuff and I'm like hey I can't sell it to you at work but if you meet me in the garage downstairs you can come and get some mm-hmm. autumn jade or whatever. But um, mm-hmm. I was holding on to the security because it's all I knew since I was in the 10th grade. And then I went upstairs. I, I talked to, he was my fiance at the time. I went upstairs. I talked to Al. I was like, hey, um, how do you feel about me just like leaving? Because we work together. So I was like, how do you feel about me just leaving VA and doing this full time? And he was like, okay, if you can save up six months worth of our expenses, I'll support you either way this goes. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. cool. So the next day I did a drop and I made that and then some in that drop. So okay, I showed God. it to him mm-hmm. and he was like, all right, well, you know what you said you was going to do. So it's not on me now. You got to do it. So I sent my resignation to uh, the Department of Veterans Affairs, June 4th, 2019. My last day was Valentine's Day that year. And now I'm just out here in these mean streets. I don't have any regrets. It felt really good to leave there without, you know, being pissed off at somebody or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. It was just really time for me to take the next step in my career. That felt really good. I So, so, so let's go back just a smidge. Mm-hmm. So you were getting your PhD at the time that you launched Zen in a Jar. Yes. I was okay. not getting and you, any sleep. Yeah, yeah, clearly. Because I was with Kia when she got hers. And guess what she wasn't doing? Boxing up sleeping. shea butters. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and nor was correct. she sleeping. Nor was so I, I sleep. can't imagine her going to box up oils. I was after working. I was you working. were working. Yes, you were working, which is why yeah. you were working. You writing until 3 a.m. Two three jobs. Yes. yes. Well, and Dr. physically, Kia, you know, that's physically I, taxing. I watched you and it kept me going because I was in a very oh. difficult program. And I was one of two people of color in my program. 
So um, you were you were like a full year or so ahead of me, like like two or three semesters ahead of me. But mm-hmm. I had to keep watching you because like a lot of times I would just cry. I knew when I was being treated differently. I knew when people were like just hit me with microaggressions because, you know, when they all first got there, we had assigned seats. The very mm-hmm. next day, everybody moved to sit on the other side of the room because they didn't want to be associated with me. And mm. I remember one girl gave an excuse and she was like, um, well, I just, I can't see around Danita's hair. Like my government name is Danita. She's like, I, I couldn't see around Danita's hair. Okay, that's cool. But it all came full circle because, you like know, it. everybody comes in and I don't they, like it they make these. <laughs> yeah. I hate was, her and I want to fight. I would, yeah. I would call my granddad and I would cry because he, both of my grandfathers were always transparent about their struggles with race and being born and raised mm-hmm. in D.C. really wasn't used to that. So yeah. I was like, wait, so you just, mm-hmm. you just don't want to deal with me just because of what you assume I'm about? Because they treat you like you must have gotten off affirmative action and stuff. And then, you know, mm-hmm. everybody's congregating after class and having drinks while we study. But, you know. Oh, okay. Well, if this is bad, y'all could just let me know. But you know, sometimes white people get to drinking and they say too much. <laughs> sometimes they don't get to drinking and they say too much. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, I do know. So sometimes like really, really wild things would be said in my presence. Yes. And it just, it hurt. But I was like, you know what? I'm just mm-hmm. going to work my ass off. That makes me feel chill. so good. Mm-hmm. But I really had that. to watch you. No, no, that makes me feel so good because uh, all I wanted to do was create space and to be, uh, to be. I don't want to say an example, but I guess you know I like the the term possibility model because mm-hmm. all you need to do is see somebody that is in the fight with you or that has fought the fight that you're currently fighting. And that Mm -hmm. can give you just enough, just what you need to keep showing up day after day. Because the truth of the matter is these programs are not designed for us. They are not sensitive to our unique needs and conditions. And so to hear you say that my transparency about uh, the things that were hard for me gave you some source of support uh, it's really affirming and I just love being a part of, of your story because as I'm listening to you what I love the most is how black women uh, sort of pulled you through in a in a very real way whether it was Tania or Kia the Marv Agency shout mm-hmm. out to the Marv Agency because also, they also helped me to find mm-hmm. words and language and space around what it was that I was trying to build and or angel but of the I, spice sweep. Yeah. Yes. And so thinking mm-hmm. about thinking about all of these women who recognize potential before we do. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. and that's what and I not love. in the way like you look at potential with niggas, because right. that's empty potential. <laughs> this is <laughs> real shit. <laughs> But I, this potential is like, I see something growing. Right. And I want to help to cultivate what's already in the ground. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, what yeah, you've already I'll, planted. I'll, I'll yeah. never forget it. And, you know, I like you this. said, Jay, shout out to Angel. Angel, first of all, with the Spice Week, she gave us all keys to her store. Spice, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Let me, let me tell you something. She created a true she, ecosystem. Uh, 
she's been really kind about not telling people about me. So I was the like the first Spice Girl to, to be there. So I, I I came one day, I responded to an Instagram post. So we didn't know each other. Every every mm-hmm. step of my success has been from a black woman who didn't know me, but just okay. offered me kindness or said my name mm-hmm. in a room. So mm-hmm. Angel had this post like, hey, black woman owned business, come pop up in my shop. No cost. I was like, mm, mm-hmm. okay. So I go up there and we're just vibing. Energy feels good. And she, uh, so we do the first day and she was like, you know what? This felt good. I really want to uh, be able to go see my son at his viola practice or something like that. Right. She was like, mm-hmm. would you mind doing this on second Saturdays? And I was like, oh, okay. Like you just, you can just trust me with the store. Okay. Yeah. So I'm so nervous, but I'm running the store because you, you run the store and you run your pop-up mm-hmm. and it's no fee. The mm-hmm. only thing that she mm-hmm. asks is that you care for her customers the way that you would care for your own, right? Mm-hmm. Easy ask. And then you also get that like that uh, on-the-job training. You just learn how to maintain your own brick and mortar. And you also get to see firsthand the things you deal with with a brick and mortar without having to be in the driver's seat, which I miss because this is terrible. But um, mm-hmm. uh, so the first time I ran the store by myself, she had like this lemonade. It was like a lavender lemonade or something. Everybody kept ordering it. So. I'm pouring it for the person and I spilled. I'm very clumsy. I spilled all the lemonade in her cash register. I destroyed it. I destroyed it. Oh Oh, no. (laughs) Wow. That sounds like something I would do. I feel so sweet right now. Actually. (laughs) Yes. I was mortified. I was like, how do I tell this nice lady what I just did? So then the cash register is stuck. So it doesn't open. She can't access her cash it cost hundreds of dollars to repair or replace it. I forget because this was like 2016. And so I felt so bad. She was not nasty to me. Mm. She just handled it. And I'll never Mm -hmm. forget being extended that kindness because I just wanted Mm -hmm. to hide. I knew that relationship was over, but no, it was not even a blip on the radar. And that's what she continued to do with all of these other small businesses. And as new people come on, she has us all weigh in and all of that. Like, Mm -hmm. that was a fantastic experience. It was really something that many people pay for or do extensive applications for to take their business Mm -hmm. to the next level. And that's why she's flourishing the way she is now. Y'all seen Black and Forth, right? I love that. It's no mistake. It can take a couple of tries, but when it's right, you shouldn't even feel it. I'm talking about tampons, people. Now, while pads are great, I was a pad girl for a long stretch of my period having life. Tampons give you more flexibility and freedom. I remember the first time I was going on a little beach party weekend and my period came on. Can you envision stress? My homegirl, shout out to sisters, showed me how to use a tampon and I was free. I'm talking fly like a bird or I guess more like swim like a dolphin, but you get the point. Prior to using tampons, I felt limited on my period. Once I found out they can protect the same as my pad and it shouldn't hurt, it took me a couple of tries to get it right, but I learned how to properly insert a Tampax and I didn't and still don't even feel it. Tampax allows me the freedom and flexibility to do everything I want on my period. One thing that happens to be my speciality, okay, is worrying. (laughs) I have, it is something that I have excelled at for the larger duration of my life. But now I'm working towards unlearning those uh, unhealthy and unhelpful practices and learning a different way um, of approaching things. But sort of my 
age old uh, tendency is to focus on the problem um, and get sort of caught down in the weeds of figuring the problem out that I really don't even have the time or the capacity or bandwidth to think about solutions. And, you know, it can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem solving mode, especially when you're facing a challenge in your life. But when you learn how to find your own solution, there really is no better better feeling and a therapist can help you become a problem solver making it easier to accomplish your goals no matter how big or how small and I've said it before and I will continue to say that one of the game changer aspects of therapy for me have been you know it really is just someone to help you uh, change your perspective get out of your own way to stop seeing a situation in the limited view or vantage point that you currently have and you know it's someone to help you sort of process your thoughts and and give you sort of tools for zooming out and thinking about things differently those perspectives have been those perspective changing activities have really been a game changer for me they've made all of the difference it's helped me to sort of have my feelings to honor and acknowledge them but to not let them take over my life or my capacity to move through the challenge um you know even when it seems like it is something that you know it's coming down. It's all encompassing. It's all enclosing in. Um, therapy has has really been a game changer. Um, and if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and switch therapists at any time. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash grown today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash grown. Tabitha Brown brightens days like no one else. Now the actress, vegan, and social media phenomenon is partnering with Target to bring the world more vibrance, candor, and joy. Arriving for the season of laid-back lounging, backyard barbecues, and poolside hangs, this limited-time collection is here to give all your gatherings that perfect summer glow. The Tabitha Brown for Target Outdoors Entertaining Collection drops at Target and Target.com on May 14th. This collection is designed to celebrate Tab's favorite season, summer. It's all about bringing loved ones together around all the best things, delicious food, fun games, good music, and that bright, happy sunshine. From the comfiest outdoor furniture you've ever lounged on to your new favorite pool floaty to games to glassware and more, this collection has you set for a summer full of joy. Check out the Tabitha Brown for Target Outdoors Entertaining Collection on May 14th in Target locations and on Target.com. I think that there is something about the grace to make mistakes that we don't say out loud long enough. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, the fact of the matter is whatever you're doing, you're going to mess it up in some oh. way. And so we have to build <laughs> we have to build that muscle around being OK with not being good at things, especially as black women who are socialized to be superheroes and mm-hmm. we do all things well. We're overachievers. We get good grades. We we excel. Mm-hmm. And many of the things that we try to do. And so what happens is we try to do something new. A lot of times I speak for myself and this is um, just coming from the gym. So it's resonating with me right now. Like when I mess up, 
it's like, oh, I'm not trying that again because I'm not good at that. And so I don't like to do things that I'm not good at. But building new muscles requires you to be terrible at something. Yeah. yeah. And when you mess something up and somebody says, it's okay. It's okay to come back. It's okay to keep trying. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not the end. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, what if she would have mm-hmm. said, girl, get out of my store and don't come back? Like, you, you, <laughs> you might have never, there might have never been no zen in a jar. Because you would have been like, dang, True. I'm not good at this. Defeated. <laughs> yeah, totally defeated. Yeah. I'm awful at and this. I and I should never try it again. people lined up outside the spice suite waiting for me because I was able to use that mm-hmm. space and build my clientele. And yeah. so many of those people still shop with me. Yeah. Sister, they how s- many of our, the, like between Literally. the tours and the dinner parties, people, I, I didn't know if they was coming for the show or the Period. dinner or you like, it's just what it was. <laughs> and that, cause that you have something very special. And I think, we should all have that space. Like Kia said, we have to build those muscles. It takes sometimes us doing awful things. The very first Makosa that ever happened, I spilled half of the curry that I made. Half I of it. Like yes. packing it up, spilled half the fucking... And let me tell you something. It's not just the the hurt of putting all of that work into something. It is also the hurt that curry is it stains. And it's yeah. the worst thing to clean up. <laughs> And it was half of a giant stock pot of curry that I spilled. And I wanted to give up, but we ended up doing, that was the very first Makosa. And we ended up being the resident, the resident food for Makosa for the next several years. So I love that Angel extended that grace, but I also love that you extended that grace to yourself and didn't allow that, that blip to discourage you from continuing forward. And I also love that you said you had no regrets because as we were talking about earlier, getting a PhD is hard as hell. Hello. And the fact that you pivoted with such grace, you didn't stop and say, I put all this money and time and this and this and this. You're like, nope, this is what I'm saying. And you just flowed so effortlessly into the next thing that you were supposed to be doing. And I think that's also a beautiful example to the listeners and anybody who hears your story to know that it's okay to pivot at any point. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't have to regret those 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 decisions. I was married to that. I thought that really was going to be my life. I never saw this for myself. And like the mm-hmm. first thing I did, um, I got my emancipation haircut. Tania shaved the side of my head. I went blonde for mm-hmm. a minute. I have fun mm-hmm. nails all the time now. But coming okay. up in government as a black girl from 10th grade, there are people that mentor you that mean well. But they teach you to water yourself down. Yes, um, say that loud. You know, there's yes, like please. a way that you have to dress, a way you have to. <clears throat> like mm-hmm. my biggest struggle with employees for my first few years was because I was learned to kind of talk around what I wanted in government, so that I'm not labeled mm-hmm. angry black woman or disagreeable. Aggressive. So mm-hmm. when I'm like kind of halfway saying stuff to people that work for me and they're not doing it, it's because I'm not communicating clearly. And that was one of my biggest lessons. Like the biggest thing I've learned with having employees is just, I'm sorry, I'm I'm jumping, but. No, 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 no. This is a great transition. I had to look at myself and I had to go to therapy and figure out what are the things that Nikki needs to unlearn? Because it's not everybody else, especially if I have to keep firing people over the same type of thing. It's me. Mm -hmm. So uh, what are those things? Are we ready for these blind spots? And then once we learn the blind spots, are we ready to take action? 
on the yeah. blind spots. Because it's one thing to know it, but mm-hmm. it's like, well, are you going to do something about it? Or are you just going to say, well, yeah. I've always been like that. That's I got that from the government. It's not working mm-hmm. here. And now nobody works here but you. <laughs> Again. Right, right, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of like, uh, like scholarship and, because I mean, you know, we talk about all the time, I study change and more specifically, like, what are the indicators? What are the key behaviors that lead to sort of change and transformation or transform living a transformed life? And so when I hear you say that, what I hear is like, you know, people who are in that transformative thinking space are open to sort of self-reflection, looking at what they do right or wrong and being Mm -hmm. uh, open to asking critical questions of ourselves Mm -hmm. in our practice And so I wanted to go back to something that you said earlier around your PhD program where you said something that resonated with me. You talked about being in your program and you liked the way that it was teaching you to think. Mm. So on this conversation of the pivot, right, I think a lot of times we are socialized to believe that, you know, we go to school for this. And so that means we're going to do this. But I want you to talk about some of the skills that you've picked up throughout the different sort of phases of your life and talk about how those skills from government, those skills from your educational training, how all of that uh, sort of have prepared you or primed you for this phase of your life. Because a lot of times people feel like I've wasted time or I'm Mm -hmm. not doing like, you know, what am I doing this for? This is not Mm -hmm. what I'm supposed to be doing. This This is the end. But you've been able to collect a set of skills and to think in a particular way that's always kept your business moving forward. So I want you to talk a little bit about about that for me. I strongly believe that everything happens for a reason and a season. Like people are in your Mm -hmm. life for a season. And I actually got this from like a very painful friendship breakup. Mm -hmm. I call it like my divorce, right? I had a Mm -hmm. very, very best friend and I wasn't the best friend I could have been to her because I I was just in a selfish state because my dad had just passed and I couldn't really see past that. So Mm -hmm. she, she wrote me a letter to break up with me. And one of the things she said was, everyone's in your life for a reason and a season. Our season has closed and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, it hurt at the time, but it was like, whoa, that's right. I don't regret anything I put into this relationship or what I share with her because the season matters. So with my government Mm -hmm. career, I had two incredible supervisors. Jeff, who was, um, he always believed in me. He's a middle-aged white guy. We live very different lives, but he always treated me with respect for my skill set. He would put me in leadership Mm. roles. He wouldn't talk down to me. And he would give me any, like, brushing up I needed on something. He would just talk to me on the side. He wouldn't embarrass me. Um, But Mm. it made me feel empowered and confident. And what I really got from him was if we had our team meeting and there was something he was responsible for and he dropped the ball, he would just say it. Mm -hmm. I learned Mm -hmm. then, okay, as a leader, it's okay to say I dropped the ball on this. That was one mm-hmm. thing I took from my government career. The second thing was I had, like, in your uh, career, Dr. Kia, a uh, black Greek person that looked out for you. Dr. Vance, Dr. Reginald E. Vance, was mm-hmm. uh, one of my favorite supervisors. And he gave me the three A's a long time ago, accountability, autonomy, and authority. So mm-hmm. he's like, you know, do whatever you have to do. I don't care if you come in here at 7 o'clock a.m., or 10, 15 a.m., if I have a question about your project, I better be able to reach you and I better have an answer. 
Mm-hmm. Got it. So from there, I took that into this career because I don't need to micromanage you to make sure you're doing everything. When you're not doing right. what you're supposed to do, it'll make itself known to me. But as far as I'm concerned, I'm going to empower you with accountability, autonomy, and authority. Those mm-hmm. things I carry into this and it really helps me. And then the other thing is like, I've had so many severed relationships in business. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things I've learned from emotional intelligence training that I got when I was in government, um, it let me know not to take things personally. Like I follow the four agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz and mm-hmm. agreement number two is don't take, don't take things personally. And it changed my life because I used to, I used to be mm-hmm. a victim. Why would this person do this to me? Why wouldn't they work hard? I paid them. <laughs> But it's not about me. Like this person can have all kinds of things going on in their personal life that is spilling over and they can't focus. Or am I communicating (laughs) properly? Or am I expecting you to read my mind? You know, Mm. so, you know, those things really poured into what I'm here and doing now. And then from my family, I have a really strong background in entrepreneurship just because of my grandparents on both sides. They handled their business. Like on my maternal side, my grandfather is a, uh, he's a veteran. And he taught Mm -hmm. us a lot about hard work and how to kind of just roll with things to get through, but handle your business and know who you are. And then on my paternal side, um, that's what I was sharing about Middleburg earlier is uh, back then, back in the times of slavery, our family was uh, in horse culture. So they were in the stables Mm -hmm. and tending to all of that. Upon emancipation, they're basically doing the same work for pay. And that area of Virginia, super, super racist. You know where not to go, right? So by the time Mm. my grandfather's generation comes around, they're like, okay, we're going to get out of here. We're going to go to D.C. and we're going to be entrepreneurs. So Mm -hmm. they go to D.C. My aunt Sue, my great aunt Sue became a hairstylist. Diana Ross was a part of her clientele at the time. She had a hair hair salon um, in northwest D.C., like off of Kennedy Street, I believe it was. I remember going to visit when I was a little girl. And then um, my aunt Dottie had a convenience store on like 14th and U. And on top of her having that store, she also took care of people in need in her community back then. Like that was a safe space Mm -hmm. to go. If you don't have dinner or your kids need something, you just go there. And then my grandfather worked super hard. We're a giant food family. We've all worked at giant food as a rite of passage, but he worked super (laughs) hard and bought up many of the properties that his siblings and aunts and uncles, where they worked for the wealthy white people out Mm -hmm. there, he bought those houses. And Mm. now that both he and my grandma are both deceased, my family is in a space of figuring out what we want to do to continue that legacy out there. Because when they left, they couldn't go to school there. I was was sharing earlier that my granddad had to drive the school bus for himself and his peers to go Mm -hmm. from Middleburg and Upperville to Leesburg, Mm -hmm. because that's where blacks could go to school. Um, Mm -hmm. They couldn't shop in Middleburg. They couldn't go to school there. And then... um, you know, by the time they retired, they were able to come back there and have land. Now their mm-hmm. legacy lives on once we figure out what to do with it, which is an awesome problem to solve. And um, I recently, like over this weekend, I got picked up at a shop in Middleburg called the Woolly Fox. And it's emotional and it's heavy for my family because... Mm-hmm. <sighs> Lord. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> because... There was a time where we weren't welcome there. And now Mm -hmm. they can probably proudly go and buy something made by a descendant of my grandparents. Mm -hmm. 
that means everything. I don't even know how I got here, but <laughs> I know it's how just, you got here because really you've got some very spirit. strong ancestral work happening around you. That's I. That's what it feels like <laughs> to me. The fact that your grandfather said, "I'm going to go to D.C. and be an entrepreneur," and you transitioned from a career that kept them stable in the stables, literally, and then you had a career <laughs> that was stable. You know what I mean, but also did not fulfill you. And you went into the same direction that they went uh, unbeknownst, like not even thinking about it in that type of way. And it's not lost mm-hmm. on me that you have really strong protection around you. You you look at all these breadcrumbs and look at all these things that have happened for you. And it's I don't think that's that's by coincidence or by accident. Yeah, I received that because, girl, when I was trying to make that decision, my grandparents were very concerned. <laughs> Uh, I don't I'm know sure why you have a government job, no, baby. Have to own that. baby you you do don't you leave a good government, government job. job. <laughs> no, but that's such a, that's such a, I think because we've all, I, I've dealt with that, with that too, because I feel like we have to honor the fact that they grew up in a time uh, mm-hmm. where sensibility, you know, were, were, were different and the world was a different, mm-hmm. different place. And I think they, they can struggle to wrap their brains around the, um, freedom you know because like when mm-hmm. the lights come on in a room if you if you if you're in a dark room and you turn the lights on and be too much light too fast your eyeballs need to adjust right right and so yeah we come through you know what i'm saying and i have to be conscious of this because i have to you know my grandfather grew up in the depression mm-hmm. and so we are in a time where we trying to figure out my mama called me like i'm trying to figure out how i can get your grandfather to shop to stop shopping for a family of seven I need him to understand that he is in this house uh, alone. <laughs> and mm-hmm. But he keeps bringing seven jars of 32 ounces of mayonnaise in here, and we're all going to die before that mayonnaise goes bad. Or endless cans of tomato paste. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, the deep my freezer maternal, is still filled. Yes. My maternal grandparents are still with us, and y'all... They live like they're still in the depression. They freeze. They can't help it. Everything. There is a basement freezer and refrigerator, and upstairs. And And epigenetics has caused me to buy a deep freezer for what? You know what I'm saying. (laughs) So, but listen, I, I, you want to play? You want to play Mr. Me Too or like One Up? My grandmother is so cheap. She likes to call it frugal. We call it cheap. That if the if the chips are not going fast enough in the cabinet, she freezes them. Swear to God. Chips. Chips. Potato, Potato chips. chips. When I tell she you it infuriates one. my father. My father is he it infuriates him on a level that can't even be explained. <laughs> oh my gosh. Literally, it's like my grandfather's garage looks like a, a BJ's wholesale. And I'm yeah. like, sir. Yeah. This wall of toilet paper that you have. Mm-hmm. I Sister, mean, what did I tell you about when I went to go clean out my grandmother's house? You've and got she to had stop buying. Like 16 body washes, but it's just her. Exactly. It's just her. It's like stop shopping at Costco. There's nobody yeah. else There's here. No and There's God no rest man. my grandfather's soul, but he's not here to physically eat any of this. So you've got yeah. to stop. You don't even have enough ancestors to cook this off all this food <laughs> and put it on the, on, the, on the fucking altar. We are doing, yeah. Oh my God. Y'all, this is Grandparents Appreciation Night. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, okay. So that is so you crazy. You talked about 
I love how, how, how Kia asked you how you've been able to take all those different elements of your life and incorporate them into your business. And then you've also talked about the ecosystem of black women who have poured into you in different ways. And I would love for you to continue that ecosystem by talking about some of the challenges that you faced um, in, in your business so that, you know, hopefully like Nikki went through that. So hopefully y'all don't have to go through that. Yeah. Can you share some See? of those with those who are <laughs> trying to start businesses of their own and or not the girlies who just want to LLC? I'm talking about those who want to put in the work. Mm hmm. OK, so I am going to be as concise as possible. I have been wrapping y'all up. Um, no, but girl. No, get your notebook. Is, with I, um, yeah. Yes. Yes. So there there is no handbook for this. I think that uh, with conversations like this and platforms that are starting to crop up, we're in a good place. But we are in the middle of a black woman entrepreneur renaissance. And we don't mm -hmm. really have all the tools. Many of us are learning as we go. Many of us, self-included, had to figure out what to unlearn, how much ego mm -hmm. to let go. Because as yeah. an overachiever, I Say didn't that. really feel comfortable or know how to say, I don't know what I'm doing, so I avoid this part of my business. You know, Things had mm -hmm. to just aggressively get in my face like, oh, mm -hmm. I have to care about money stuff now. I was making mm -hmm. up prices like, oh, I think... People would probably feel comfortable paying $10 for this. I was not interested in doing the assessments. I was like, oh, I just like making. That is absolutely mm -hmm. crazy when this is the only way that you can pay your bills. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> so um, letting go of ego is really important. Another thing I want to say is that um, you have to really be serious about your craft. Do not fall in love with the hype. That stuff is not real. Like you can go mm -hmm. viral one day and get radio silence the next day. And you have to be mm -hmm. able to deal with both and mm -hmm. know within yourself that you have the wherewithal to succeed and what your work ethic is, because it's going to be tough. And mm -hmm. I know it gets difficult because there's so many let me back up. So my degree was in information systems and communication. What I specifically mm -hmm. studied was um, the impact of social media and selfie culture on the emotional wellness of millennial women. Mm -hmm. So what I studied was just I decided to, to choose that because I had a relative who had just had a baby. And in my eyes, she's a great mom. She already had an older daughter or whatever, but she couldn't get out of bed. Somebody I asked her, I was like, hey, like, what's going on? What's wrong with you? And she was like, I just don't feel like I'm a good mom. I don't know what I'm doing and I'm this and I'm that. And I'm like, no, like, what do you mean? Mm -hmm. And so she said, um, and keep in mind, I don't have biological children. So I was like, I just don't understand. Like, help me understand what why do you feel like this? Why can't you get out of bed? And she said, well, the moms on Instagram, their children's hair is always combed. They always take nice pictures. Everybody gets dressed up and I don't have time to do my daughter's hair and this and that and a third. But she was really like devastated and couldn't get out of it. And I'm a geriatric And this wasn't postpartum. Right. It was this just wasn't like her postpartum. Reality. This was just an effect of social media. Okay. Mm -hmm. yes. Okay. Because, you know, I sat with mm. it and had to unpack it. I can't let anything go. So mm -hmm. I decided to study it. Like, what's going on where mm -hmm. people in this generation, she's about four years younger than me. What's going on with this specific generation where they attach their sense of self-worth to what people are doing on social mm. media? And I'm like, how doesn't she understand that social media is a, a 
curated highlight reel, right? Like it's mm-hmm. not reality. It's what you want people to see. So with my study, I learned how to articulate that and also show people how their actual emotional wellness is demonstrated through their post. So a lot of stuff mm-hmm. is hard for me to participate in trends because I see right through it and see emotionally what you're trying to say. You know, I see people mm-hmm. when they post their constant highlights, they don't post a negative because their inner child needs everybody to think this has been a cakewalk. Right. So you can't mm-hmm. you can't compare yourself to that. You can't feel envious of that. You have to understand this is this person's journey, you know, and like when mm-hmm. people subbing each other and all that online, you don't even really have to check into that. Because if you look at it a step mm-hmm. further, this is this person's emotional wellness on full display. And our inner child, like who we really are, it comes out all day long on social mm-hmm. media. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so what mm-hmm. I what I want to encourage entrepreneurs to do is only focus on your own journey. Followers, it doesn't mean shit in reality. I'm sorry, language. But no. I, it doesn't Girl. mean anything in reality. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> I know I just I, I lean uh, I'm jade leaning with my with my language but I didn't know like how it is for guests you know so, but yeah right um, like because I can cuss just, but y'all can't smoke and mirrors <laughs> yeah no it's um it's smoke and fair. mirrors and followers mm-hmm. don't mean anything there are plenty of people with hundreds of thousands of followers who are in the same boat in the DMs, like, how am I going to make payroll? Because people love to, mm-hmm. like, yes, girl, and all of that to your post, but they're not shopping with it with you. Not shopping. And mm-hmm. it, it could be mm-hmm. for a number of reasons, but you can't assign your worth to that because I was selling a whole lot before I had a 1,000 followers. Like, I didn't have mm-hmm. a 1,000 followers when I left the VA, but mm-hmm. I was still just making money hand over fist and it's because I maintained a relationship as a regular person <laughs> trying to just figure this shea butter thing out. Like, hey, mm-hmm. I know this stuff is late. I didn't know what I was doing when I put that many jars on the website. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's things you learn on the go. And your your customer base, your potential customers will connect yeah. with the authenticity more than anything else. People really know how to perform. People know how to pretend with like these uh, sexy Canva templates and they send you these emails with all these things they can do for you and your business and they don't know what they're doing. I have hired Mm -hmm. several agencies to help me once I finally got comfortable delegating and it turned out to just be, I could have just done this myself for free. So how do you how do you how would you encourage somebody to use their discernment when there is a pretty package in front of them of of what somebody says they can do for their business? What would you tell them about your own experience? Like how are you to de- to determine who might be legit in this legitimate in this and who might not be? I'm sorry. I feel like I'm having a stroke. No. Shut uh, up. I'm so glad you <laughs> asked me that. <laughs> I am so glad you Sorry. asked me that. So the the way that I've learned the hard way, what I would advise everybody to do is when somebody jumps in your DMs or your email and they're pitching themselves, go directly to their social media. Anything that they've done for somebody else, it should be reflected in their highlight mm-hmm. reel, right? Because we're only posting all the great things about us. If I can't mm-hmm. find anybody else that you've supported in my industry, I don't see anywhere that you've been bragging about what you've done. You've taken some person from here to here. Okay, so that's one way. You must do that. Mm-hmm. Second thing you must do, ask for references. Can you please send me two to three brands that you have worked with 
and demonstrate what you took them to and from. Yeah, like I need to know who I can talk to. And if I can't talk to anybody, did all the relationships end like on a bad note? Red flag, mm-hmm. not doing it. Mm-hmm. Another mm-hmm. thing is I can tell when a company is disjointed now when I have to do the same set of onboarding questions over and over again. If I answer these questions the first time in your intake form, and then I have an, uh, what is it, like a clarity call or something with you, and I got to answer these questions again, and then the Mm -hmm. onboarding call after I've signed on with you, and I'm answering these questions again, and this has happened like several times, right? I'm answering Mm -hmm. the same set of questions three times. Your systems are janky because nobody's talking to each other in this part of the journey Mm. You can't help me with anything if you can't manage that. Because if you understand mm. who you're talking to, a founder, a CEO, I don't have time to keep answering these questions. Also, these mm-hmm. are questions where you can find the answers on my website. So you're not even looking me mm-hmm. up. You know, it's things like mm-hmm. that that can tell you because everybody gets so mm-hmm. encouraged. And this is no shade to black girl magic. But this is the part we have to be honest with each other about. We can't holler charge your worth if you're not going to be honest with yourself and assess what you should be charging people mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. having a photo shoot and having pretty templates and buying followers or whatever, or taking pictures strategically with who's who in entrepreneur world. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's not enough. That is not enough. Mm-hmm. So I would strongly encourage everybody. It is nothing wrong with going with a boutique firm. You have to go by the energy. I no longer go by the girls that everybody recommends because sometimes I would say in my stories like, hey, I need help with X, Y, and Z. Can anybody recommend? And then they'll top like, you know, the big name, high follower count girls. And then I don't get anything thousands of dollars Mm -hmm. later. And that hurts. But Mm -hmm. never be afraid to connect with a smaller agency because you guys can Mm -hmm. build each other up. Mm-hmm. Because it's mm-hmm. really about the skill set. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last thing is ask performance based questions, which is another thing I got from government that I didn't use until like the fourth time I got burned. But just mm-hmm. ask people, can you describe a scenario in which you had to do X, Y and Z, but this happened? How did you accommodate mm-hmm. your client? So a horror story really quickly. And, you know, I'll protect everybody involved. But I watched one of the millionaire girls videos, like it was a new year, new me season for me. Right. So I'm like, man, I just had a great Mm -hmm. year. What are the millionaire girls doing? Because I'm on the cusp of seven figures and I need to see what they're doing. So I get on social media and I watch somebody's video about what to do to take your business to seven figures. And one of the things that person said was pay over a thousand, don't pay less than a thousand dollars for an important service. I was like, okay, I guess that's reasonable. I get uh, I get hit by a firm. This firm is like, hey, we've been watching you. We think you're great. We want to help you. We have found your gaps, and we're going to you know, let you take your hands off the wheel to grow your business, right? Our rate is only 3500 a month. I was like, oh, my God. Okay, I've never paid that much for something monthly, but the millionaire that I follow on Instagram told me I should do something like this, so I'm going to do it. Um, I did it. We signed on in February, February, March, April, April. I go to Charlotte for a wine festival with my line sister. We are having a great time, y'all. Um, and <laughs> these people, like they basically set me up where I could take my hands off the wheel. Like I gave everybody the recipes. Mm-hmm. These are the labels, like everything you need. So now Nikki can start to enjoy her life and do like regular person things again. So mm-hmm. I am 
arriving at this wine festival, y'all, and my phone is going crazy. And I'm like, what are these emails? I still had my PayPal tied to my personal email in addition to the business, kind of like in a CC capacity. And I'm getting mm-hmm. hit with all of these PayPal cases. So not a dispute. Mm-hmm. It's a case. So I'm looking, I'm like, what the fuck's going on? So I'm reading through everything. I mean, it must have been like 20 cases where oh, no. I'm reading through the notes and I had taken my hand off the wheel, but this firm had encouraged me to raise my prices because they went through and did an analysis like, Nikki, you were making up your prices. This is what you should charge to be profitable. I'm like, okay, yes, you're an expert. I pay you a lot of money. I am listening to you. So mm-hmm. I raised my prices and had a Mother's Day sale at the same time. My customers rode with me. They did not balk at my prices shifting. Like they were twice mm-hmm. as much. Mm-hmm. They still sold me out. We have these beautiful Mother's Day boxes, new branding, all of that. People were reaching out for the status of their orders because I'm out of town. I'm thinking things are rolling. Things are not rolling. People are out of town. They're on vacation. Like nothing's been happening. And I'm getting the case IDs like, okay, what's going on? Why is this person saying uh, Mm -hmm. fraud and all of that? And it's basically because they just sent simple emails like, hey, I'd like to know the status of my order. This is for Mother's Day. It's the end of April. Reasonable request. Um, Mm -hmm. There, unbeknownst to me, that firm went silent on emails at the beginning of April because one person got COVID. Right. So as far as I understand, I have five virtual assistants, two on site people to keep things running and all of that that I'm paying mm-hmm. for. But they threw their hands up because I'm thinking no news is good news. I'm getting comfortable taking my hands off the wheel, not micromanaging. But my business was going to hell and I'm at a wine festival. So mm-hmm. I hit them up and I was like, hey, I don't know what's going on. This is done. But you've already been paid for the month of May. So. How much of this are you going to close out so that we Mm -hmm. can get this back on track and, you know, my customers can feel comfortable? Like we just did a rate increase and a Mother's Day gift box and nobody has anything because, you know, if somebody Mm -hmm. reached out and said, well, Nikki, uh, this person has COVID and we don't know what to do. I would have I would not have gone out of town. This is my Mm -hmm. baby. This is my million dollar baby. I don't play about it. So if you tell Mm -hmm. me. It's no big deal. There'll be plenty of wine festivals later in the season. My line sister will understand. She'll probably come and help me. But they mm-hmm. let me look crazy at $3,500 a month. And what I mm-hmm. realized was I, I can't be angry with them. I didn't do my due diligence. I did not check in to say, can I talk to some people that you have worked with before at mm-hmm. this rate to see mm-hmm. how satisfied they are, to see what any any points of uh, improvement might be from their experience. Um, mm-hmm. And I also didn't ask them performance-based interview questions where I should have said, what do you guys do when one person gets COVID? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I should have said that mm-hmm. because right. that whole thing mm-hmm. fell apart. So, um, but I think a lot of, for a long time, I was really married to Nikki has to be agreeable so people can want to shop at Zen in a Jar. That is a narrative mm-hmm. I had to let go of. Everyone listening, if you are an entrepreneur, you're aspiring or whatever, let go of that. You don't have to be likable. You do not have mm-hmm. to be likable. You have to be professional. And you have to be about your money. Because another, another Tania gem, Tania said to me, do you think Beyonce sits and stresses? 
about how to fire people. <laughs> Yo, Tania's been getting fired. <laughs> she would she get me together. <laughs> she was like, I just don't see that. I just, I don't see her doing that. And so sometimes when I have to get myself hyped up to let somebody go, I'll watch this one video of this compilation of Beyonce giving aggressive, constructive Orders. feedback, just being assertive. Yes. Because oh, I'm like, you don't. Black girls you don't do not get to look good in blue light. Likable. Yeah. That's it. Somebody, somebody's getting fired. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Anytime it's in my stories, mm-hmm. somebody just got fired. <laughs> and last last gem last gem do not over invest i thought that i was not investing in my people enough when people would burn out on me but no really people just have their own lives pardon me and things going on mm-hmm. you don't need to over invest in them i had a person working for me one time and i was just super invested in her future i wanted her to feel empowered i designed her work around um her career goals right mm-hmm. one of her performance mm-hmm. bonuses was me buying her LLC. My that God. was me doing too much. I was doing too much. <laughs> I had this person on my Canva insert. You flip it, and it's this person and what they have going on because I'm here to help the youth. I am empowering people. I am likable. All these young black women work for me. This is a great place. I was married to that concept. However, that person started taking off. They started giving me their ass to kiss and calling in sick, but really, like, they're booked with mm-hmm. other people mm-hmm. and they can't handle both things. Right. And I did, mm-hmm. I did way too much too fast. I needed to like scale back and find balance because you mm-hmm. can't tell me, Oh, I'm sick today. But then you don't realize my customers are so connected to me that they're like, Hey, I reached out to so-and-so to let's say make the napkins for my birthday party. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. you're calling in sick, but my customers in my DM, like you're making their napkins for their birthday. Mm-hmm. That That's was sloppy. something that I did to myself because I overinvested and empowered. Uh, what my therapist told me was I do people a disservice by making them skip the difficult parts of the journey because mm-hmm. she, she told me this story Snow about the, it's the called Snow the butterfly. Elevators. Yes. And mm-hmm. she was like, yes. And she said, um, you, you know, this step. guy was walking through the forest and there was a butterfly in a cocoon. And he wanted to help the butterfly. So he mm-hmm. helps the butterfly. The butterfly's trying to get out of the cocoon. So he helps the butterfly out of the cocoon, cracks it open and everything. He goes on his walk. He circles back. The butterfly is dead on the ground. And so she mm. said, what was the moral of Asia, that story, yeah. Nikki? And I said, oh, he helped the butterfly too soon. And she said, no, he didn't need to help the butterfly He inserted himself in the butterfly's journey. The butterfly was Mm. supposed to strengthen its wings Mm -hmm. by struggling to get out of the cocoon. Him cracking it open, the butterfly can't flourish. It has no strength and it feels entitled. She said, that is why you keep finding yourselves in these these relationships. It's not because you keep Mm. meeting jerks. You're trying to skip their difficult part of the journey because Mm. you want to save them from what you went through. But that's not your job. It's not your business. (laughs) You need to focus Mm. on yourself. I was like, oh. (laughs) Okay. Like, mind your business. Mind your business, though. (laughs) Mind your business. Yeah, stop trying to save everybody. Yes. (laughs) 
Yeah, so those are those are my gems. I hope these are helpful to people. If anybody wants to discuss it further, I'm more than happy to anytime. It's difficult. Do not run from the difficult things and do not feel like a failure. Do not. Just because people aren't talking about it online does not mean it's not happening. It does not mean that. I lost $20,000, well, a little more than that, last year investing in construction for my space. I was so ready for my space to open last April 23rd, 2022. I had already vetted people to be sold in this retail retail shelf residency program. Wimmy and I put that together where we wanted to give people opportunities to be sold on the retail shelf at Zen in a Jar, and then we could do these like bi-weekly Zooms and help you talk through things, give you feedback on your wholesale agreements and stuff. We vetted the people, welcomed them to the program, and my space never opened because I had one of mm. y'all's uncles playing with me for about six months. <laughs> so eventually, I, <laughs> I had to just take the L. I had to step back. Mm. I had to deal with that embarrassment, uh, the feeling of being a failure. But really, mm. I didn't fail. I just had to learn. I had to yeah. learn mm. how to not be so hands-off when I delegate. Delegate. I need to really just be in the mix. Hey, what's going on? Today, this milestone is due. What happened? Instead, I would wait a few weeks and say, hey, haven't seen you in a while. Is everything Okay, and he like, well, it's my daughter's birthday, and you know, and I'm like, oh no, what? Uh uh, mm 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 mm, sir, no. But I was so spoiled by government culture where people just do what they're supposed to do when they have these contracts because they want to keep getting that government money. So I pay mm -hmm. him. I was paying him the way I was supposed to. He never had to look for me, even when it was hard. I mean, there have been times that I had to like cash at payroll because that's just what it is. Mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. to keep the lights on mm -hmm. like there's new fees in here like i made sure i paid the comcast so that my wi-fi was strong for today <laughs> but <laughs> these are these are very real decisions and i tell people all the time this is not all photo shoots and trips with friends this is very mm -hmm. real there are tears like pepco went up from 6.93 a month mm. to 3000 for a few months in a wow. row this year and I was, like, mm. I was like hey um my store's not even open. What's going on? And they're like, oh, well, I these are the new commercial me. rates and you use power in our off-peak hours and that is multiplied by several times with the new rates. And I just had to pay it. Mm -hmm. Like there's no negotiating because mm -hmm. we're going to not have power. We can't mix butter. You know, people mm -hmm. over here just doing mm -hmm. stuff in the dark. Like, <laughs> And then on top of those things, like payroll and stuff still have to happen. It's real. Nigga. Ooh. Sorry. <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> hey, Brooklyn. <laughs> That's that. So it sounds like I know it's so loud in the background. It sounds like <laughs> you've had to find a lot of balance, right? Because you've talked about the the ecosystem, but then also needing to focus on self, and then also the accountability. But also sometimes people be fucking up, and you have to figure out how to find that balance in all of that. And it feels like you've been really, really finding your center, but it's a challenge and people don't want to go through the challenge of finding the center of running these businesses. It seems like. Yeah. Yeah. It's challenging. Mm. And what I recommend to navigate it, cause it is possible. I believe, I don't, I don't believe in limits, honestly. Mm -hmm. Like I was mm -hmm. so not focused that I didn't even graduate high school on time, but now mm -hmm. I have a doctorate. Right. Period. So you don't have to you don't have to believe in limits. Right. You can literally be whatever you want to be. There are people who are still shocked that I turned out to be who I am. 
And that's fine. You can hold on mm-hmm. to the old me, but it takes a lot of gumption to do the self-work that I did to be this person. And mm-hmm. I love that. I love mm-hmm. the old me for even carrying me through this journey. But, yeah. you know, the reality is everything looks good online, but it's not always easy. So you got to really want this. Like, do you want to be the person that's yeah. known for this? Or is this your passion? Because if it's not your passion, you're going to quit because it's not always fun. Mm-hmm. And like, we're not even going to mm-hmm. get into the unsolicited feedback and people cursing you out. I got cursed out the sure. other day because my turnaround time was too soon. Wait, what? Soon. I took a break. I took a break <laughs> from online upset. releases, but it's just for no well, reason. It's because, and I didn't take it personally because I realized a long time ago through therapy, of course, I go to better help. Like it is the best money. I'm not like mm-hmm. an ambassador or anything, but I sing its praises because this black woman gets me together and she helps me understand myself. And mm-hmm. I just, I need that so much because also in this world, people are so quick to just say things to make you feel praised so they can just stay mm-hmm. in your orbit. Mm-hmm. And that's not helpful. You're not helping me grow if you're not giving me difficult information. Yeah. Like yeah. Rumi and Sherelle are nonstop difficult information in a 24 hour group chat at all times. But that's you need you that. You need somebody to say, girl, it's you. Girl, it's you. But yeah, so I, you know, I knew that our... We were having a backlog in um, the orders. Like things were getting so backed up as we would grow. Like we we were in that Essence Holiday gift guide and it just went bananas again. So I took a pause from doing releases. So I didn't have anything coming in, but I was like, it's worth it to get things back on track so that my customers feel cared for and they can trust me. So I turn mm-hmm. it around. Now you pick up notifications coming the next day. You could come get it on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I had mm-hmm. people come. And their their pickup period had expired. So, well, I wasn't really used to it being ready so soon. So, what is that? And I'm like, so you're mad? It was fr- I don't I don't know what y'all want from me. But a lot of Girl, times that's, that's what people you can't that's take their that personally because it's nuts. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah, it's nuts. Like, and I girl, learned from therapy. I can't take that. Just on. say you wasn't ready. <laughs> yes. Right. Just say I wasn't ready. <laughs> I missed the window. My bad, girl. My bad. <laughs> accountability autonomy my bad. and all of that you're right you're right i missed it my bad because i mean what, at the end of the day what you really so gonna bad. do Child, and if if you're listening to this and you are that person please go to better help and get some Self because reflect. like what the fuck yeah <laughs> yeah and honestly because. i felt like i said i was like you know what i know what this person is going through and i know that it's not about me I know that I have what this person ordered in the back, like multiples of it. So Mm -hmm. I gave it to them, but I made a note because also I have a list. Just like the Dean Mm -hmm. on a different world. Oh my Mm -hmm. list. I have a list. (laughs) Dean Dorothy Dandridge Davenport. (laughs) You know I stand. Oh gosh. You're on my list. This is such a safe space for auntie stuff. Very much so. What? The language that we speak. The language that we speak. I want to. I want to wrap us up because you said I want to use your words and said that 2022 was the hardest year for you and your business. It changed the trajectory of things for you. And you talk about. uh, You talk about you are humbled by the lessons that 2022 taught you, and we got a little bit of a taste of what you uh, experienced in the gyms. But, you know, as we close out, I wonder if you would mind sharing some of those 
lessons. Um, and what I love about your lessons is that they are applicable in business, but I feel like they're also applicable yes. for all of us who are sort of negotiating life and profession. So please, mm -hmm. what are some of the things that 2022 taught you? Um, okay. Language alert. 2022 please. taught me to <laughs> shut the fuck right. up. <laughs> yes, be quiet. <laughs> really? It truly taught me to shut the fuck up because I was taking customers on every step of the journey of getting the keys and, you know, just even through the process of doing the applications and the interviews for who was going to be sold here. I'm telling people about these opportunities that I honest to God could not wait to offer people. I couldn't mm -hmm. wait and still can't to offer people everything Angel offered me. Like, mm -hmm. hey, you want a key to this? You got a key? You can pop up here. Mm -hmm. And what I was going to do, like, for my niche area mm -hmm. is focus on wellness brands of color. So mm -hmm. whereas it was, like, woman-owned at the Spice Suite, if you are a yoga instructor and you don't have anywhere to practice, you are welcome to do yoga pop-ups and everything here. There is a room built for that like so mm -hmm. i'm telling people this i'm taking them on the job i'm posting non-stop i'm feeling good like i'm driving to work playing throw some d's on it like that's my theme song when i'm feeling good <laughs> and i'm making all these promises and these dates are changing and then i had to really accept this is not going to happen in 2022 mm. so it humbled me because i was used to, i'm a doer and i felt embarrassed um, I had to mute a lot of pages because I would look at other people and say, oh, my God, well, Nikki, if you would have just if you had just, you know, and all of that mm -hmm. and it wasn't making me feel good. And we have to understand like a mute or an un unfollow is not an act of war. We have to protect no. ourselves, you know, so until mm -hmm. I could get in a space where I can see something and not attack myself, mm -hmm. I had to really just curate my social media and my favorite things on social media what I've learned makes me feel good is the black girl yoga pages I love seeing them do mm. stuff I love them walking around you know going to Starbucks drinking tea and do I love that that makes me feel calm it makes me feel good like I'm not a yoga girl I'm a spin class girl but Ugh, that is what sorry. makes me enjoy <laughs> social media. <laughs> that I'm makes sorry. me enjoy social media. Oh, yeah. And, and Dr. Kid, what you were saying about her flex. So um, yes. Maya held me accountable because I I joined my uh, the the classes classes in January and I was not good at all because mm -hmm. I got like lower back stuff and all of that. And mm -hmm. so I stopped going to the classes in March. So I, I was just going to the treadmill. So Maya rolled up on me and she was like, hey, why you don't go to class no more? Mm. And I was like, oh, well, I just felt like I was holding everybody back because I don't know how to do blah, blah, blah. And she was like, just re-enroll in the classes. Mm. <laughs> oh. She'd be so sick of us. She'd be so sick of us. I mean, and I was like, I mean, okay. sick of us. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. Are you sick. Sick. Like, oh, no. She sounds like and my so, type of time. No, yeah, literally. oh, she is. She's a good time. She is a good time. We got a whole wellness vibe growing in this shopping center here. We do. As soon as we get these doors yes. open. But yes, um, so just, you know, it was it was really humbling and I really had to take a step back. And so when I reached out to you all, it was because I really feel like I have something to talk about aside from everybody loves my business. no. It gets really hard and you feel alone and you feel like a failure and 
a couple times I would fuss and say, you know what? I have my degree. I'm going to be an IT consultant. Like, I'm doing all of that. And my mm-hmm. husband's just like, you're not going to do that. You're going to be bored. Because I told him, I was like, you know Shout what? I want to be a housewife. I, I just want to get on my Peloton in the morning and I'll make dinner. He was like, you're not going to do that. You only do <laughs> this. You know better than that. He's like, and furthermore, I cook better than you. So what? <laughs> yes. Yes. And, you know, having a supportive partner is so important because I, I'm lucky to not have someone who is competing with me. Like he is mm-hmm. confident in his that. own right because there are horror mm-hmm. stories um, where people just don't know how to handle it. We are black women are killing entrepreneurship. We really, mm-hmm. really are. So a lot of times the dynamic is shifted where we're the breadwinner. And mm-hmm. what I love about Al is even back when I had my, do- my doctorate and I was super poor, he was always proud of me and singing yes. my praises and stuff. So now what our what our deal is with our marriage is he makes sure that I have my lunch. Like he puts it in a little container for the day mm. so that because, you know, I'm mm. crying about like, oh, my God, I'm gay to wake. I work all day. And he's like, OK, well, you only have to make poor food decisions when you're ordering Uber Eats and all that. And over here, it's mm. nothing but trash or Uber Eats. So if I could eat a cheesesteak mm-hmm. every day, I would, and I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. So he'll make my lunch. It'll be something Delicious. healthy. So when I get yeah. home tonight, tonight we're having spatchcock chicken and kale salad. Like he yes. is really serious about his role as a, as a supporter because he realizes like, yeah, he's making good money with his government job, but mm-hmm. he is chilling in the house all day. <laughs> and I leave out the house sometimes <laughs> at 7 a.m. And you see, like, now I'm not going to be home till like, 9.15, 9.30. I've been mm-hmm, out all day doing mm-hmm. this. So it feels good to come home to have someone care about how my day was, to rub my feet. He'll put Jurassic Park mm-hmm. on in the background for me and let me that eat my dinner. That is so crazy. <laughs> Did you have to learn how to receive that? Did you have to learn how to receive that? Because I, I'm in a place, mm-hmm. right, where yeah. I'm so accustomed to doing it myself mm-hmm. that when people care for me it is foreign to my body mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but the yeah. little things like you said like I'm coming in from the gym and I'm tired and this nigga said you want me to make you a sandwich and I'm like <laughs> <laughs> like losing my shit like losing it <laughs> I mean, I mean, I would like a sandwich. I would. It would mean so much. But I have to learn how to receive care in a particular way. Yes. Yeah, and we we yes. were always here. I got a little I got a little brokenness and damage with me. And what I think works for my marriage and for most relationships is you shouldn't aspire to be perfect or find the perfect person. You have to find the person <laughs> whose level of brokenness can complement yours so that mm-hmm. you help each other. So, like, quick story about Al. He knows, like, I've got daddy issues. Like, my dad was, um, he left for about five years. I was a part of that generation where drugs and alcohol really took over uh-huh. our parents for a second, right? Uh-huh. Now, my dad was, baby, he was able to rebuild his life and become a, a principal in D.C. public schools. He was able to rebuild from wow. that. But that five-year period where he left really impacted me, right? And I had a really hard time with him reintegrating when my parents got back together. So my Mm. response to things was, oh, I know you're not telling me when to come home because, you know, I'm doing all of that. Mm. 
So Mm -hmm. Al has had to deal with that with me in a relationship and in our marriage. So what he says is, because I reject anything. If he says, hey, I think you need to get gas in your car. Um, I don't need no man telling me about, you know, (laughs) (laughs) because this is my car and I know what my car needs. I don't have to put gas in my car. (laughs) (laughs) And so he he will look at me. Sounding crazy as that shit. Sounding ridiculous. (laughs) Crazy. Crazy. Like, how did he show up on the wedding day? I am a lot. But he will look at me and he will hold my arms and say, I wish I could be there to hug younger Nikki and tell you, you don't have to fight every man. He says, I didn't get to meet your dad, but I'm sure he did his best. And you My don't Lord. have to fight every man. And he says it. It shuts me up every time. And I just start crying. I knew I liked that nigga. But let me tell you something. Al, I fucks with you the long way now. Like Literally. for real, for real. Because <laughs> oh, that gosh. is beautiful. That is beautiful. I saw... I saw a video earlier today of Michael Collier talking about... The comedian Michael Collier talking about Bernie Mac. And he was like, Bernie Mac was a black man. You know, mm-hmm. it's niggas all over the place. But... There are uh-huh. few black men <laughs> who are still around, right? Who understand the difference. And I was like, wow, that was powerful. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was in here like, but it resonates with me. Heavy. I'm not gonna hold you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. It resonates strongly. Wow. I'm like, this nigga is not around. wrong when he writes. Okay. <laughs> And he was honest. He no, was I like, we this. was a bunch of niggas, but Bernie Mac was a man. Was a man. Yes. Was a black man. So I'm looking at Al like, that's a man right there. That is that's a, man a man. Who okay. can deal with a your partner. crazy. Like, who can deal with us saying ridiculous things because of our trauma and just be like, mm-hmm. look at her over here being traumatized. Let me help. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I was impossible when I was working on my dissertation. When I was working on my dissertation, I was impossible. I would come in there and I'm ready to get into some academic sparring and he's like, I just want to go to bed. (laughs) He's like, girl, I'm trying to watch Bob's Burgers. Simmer, simmer. Yes. But I I need you to challenge me on my conclusions. (laughs) It's like, no, that's not what I'm here to do. He's like, I don't want to talk about the effects of social media right now. I want to eat this chicken and love on you. None of my concern. But while we're praising out, I have to I have to tell you, Nikki, that I think your transparency in this conversation um, regarding your own not just your struggles, but also your accountability on how you've managed to to handle those struggles and acknowledge them and the role that you play. I think that's such a beautiful part um, of this story and also makes for a really strong leader. So, I mean, we all you know, all the businesses got the ebbs and flows, but you're you're flowing baby and you are you. you are really it seems like you really take it very seriously the challenges and try to figure out how to shift those and you look at yourself in that and I think that's such a strong lesson for anybody walking away from this and I just have one more question before we close out because you've been so transparent why the fuck do you all watch Jurassic Park of all things <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let me watch these dinosaurs rip humans apart. I feel so much better. I'm so Y'all, I what? love dinosaurs. Jurassic okay. Park is my favorite movie. I will watch any Jurassic Park or Jurassic World. I love dinosaurs. My 40th birthday, they 
Wumi, Al, and Sherelle put together like a, a a movie theater rental with all my family and friends. And this was during Aww. COVID when I turned 40. Everybody was there and we watched the original Jurassic Park. It was heaven Aww. on earth. You want to hear a story really quick before you go? good girlfriends and my nephews. I went to see Jurassic Park with my dad and my sister. And I remember when it came out in the movie theater and my dad bought McDonald's but did not know the finesse of bringing the food into the movie theater. And so he's paying for the tickets and this nigga puts the McDonald's bags up on the counter. Oh, he's like, yeah, Lord. let me get three of them. And they're like, uh, sir, you can't bring... He's like, why? My kids gotta eat. <laughs> <laughs> and so my dad... And so they end up... He's like, you're not throwing my food away. If we, they can't take... But they go going to see this movie. Made oh, them hold gosh. the McDonald's. Terrible. Made them hold the McDonald's through the movies. Oh, but we're in the he tells the story all the time of the part when the velociraptors are in the kitchen. You remember when they could the yes. girls clinking the spoons yes. and doing all yes. the things. And yes, it's so the, great. The, the, yeah. <laughs> Yo, you're a psycho. <laughs> but <laughs> a psycho. Me I have a Jurassic Park story after this. I will let Jade finish. So, Complete psycho. My dad falls asleep on every TV show, every movie, every everything. He said, I woke up. And these two clowns are holding each other. It's me and my sister. <laughs> like this. Oh, yes. <laughs> so good. Too much. Is, I have a listen. Let me tell my story because Please. Jurassic Park was the first time that I realized that me and my brother Brian were the same. Because like you, Jade, like you, like Brian, and I were both shook. OK, we were like, yeah. Everybody else was having an enjoyable time, adventure, excitement. <laughs> Me and my brother was looking at each other like, when we gonna get out of here? Now? Now? You ready to go? We're leaving. This is not this is not good. We've got to go. We cannot do this. We are out of here. We're out. You ready? I'm ready. You ready? Me and Brian, you ready? Let's go. Anytime. Let's go. We out. We not do this. We don't do this. Both of us were like, uh-uh, what is this? Police! Y'all enjoying yourself. Police! <laughs> Literally, like me and Brian was in the movie theater, like jail immediately. Everybody's going to jail. <laughs> jail. All of you should be because jailed. the thing this is about awful. it is, you watch a John Singleton movie, be like, yeah, niggas get shot. You see, yes. like niggas fight, but you can't do shit about a dinosaur. Like, Literally. nigga, I can't. <laughs> you can't do it nothing that about that. Scene. The Velociraptor in the kitchen. We both was like. <laughs> We both was like, why are we still It's a in high here? stress why situation. Why are we still in this theater? It's so stressful. We were like, why are we still in this theater? Let's go. You ready? I'm leaving. We out. I'm oh my, God. my sister. I'm like, do you wrong. see the talents on that thing? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, me and Brian, the, we literally in the theater like this. Okay. <laughs> All right. You ready? Be out of here. Gotta go. We're not doing it. Y'all gotta join the we're Patreon out. for this visual. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like, you first. You first. I'm behind you. I'm right behind you. Oh, my God. Well, Nikki, the next time you come to town, we're going to go to the to the Museum of Natural History and we're going to look at the dinosaur bones because I love looking oh at the bones, gosh. but the I don't want to see the live action. And we'll go look at the dinosaur bones and we will, that's what we'll do. We're going to go look at all of them together. Brontosaurus, Tyrannosaurus Rex, all of platypus, whatever the fuck. So, Do not threaten me are, with a good time. <laughs> Oh, no, I love the Museum of Natural History. What? I love dinosaur bones. I just don't love watching them eat Jeff Goldblum or Berg or whatever yes. his name is. That is very alive. <laughs> but, or Newman from Seinfeld. But we are so grateful so when, for you coming. When they ate Newman, 
I'm so sorry. I just have to say, when no. Newman got eight, everybody was at the movie, right? So Sherelle is there. She'd never seen Jurassic Park before. Sherelle really? said she had never seen it. And so when Newman get, gets eaten, she said, oh, God, they need that man. Child, because I have never, let me tell you, I have never Period. looked at a can of shaving cream the same again after that scene. Never again. It's awful. It's awful. Never Thank again. Thank y'all for indulging me on that. No. Oh, please. No, Thank that you. was, I'm so glad you said it because I was like, I and I had to circle back. What the fuck? Yes. Thank you for sharing your psychopathy with yes. us. We appreciate you. Uh, uh, No, but honestly, thank you so much. Not only do you specialize in making black women or women of color uh, really feel luxurious. What I love about Mm -hmm. Zen in a Jar is like simple things, right? Simple things like smelling good can can change the course of your day. Um, Mm -hmm. and, And good smells, indulging in that kind of stuff. You've made it normal for so many of us. Um, and, and I just appreciate that. I also have a Zen in a Jar bathrobe that I love to luxuriate in Mm -hmm. every chance that I get. I mean, full season all around, (laughs) but listen, thank you so much for sharing your heart and your wisdom and your experiences with our audience. Mm -hmm. We have always believed in you, which is why you have been a part of our journey. So we have thanked you before but allow us to publicly thank you Mm -hmm. again for partnering with us in all of the many ways that you have know that you have changed our lives in the same ways that you say that we have changed yours Mm -hmm. we wouldn't we wouldn't have it any other way (laughs) and we are so proud of you we can't wait to shop the zen in a jar brick and mortar location mortar uh, mm-hmm. We are so proud of you. We love you so much. And we can't wait to see what's next for yes. all of Thank us. You. For getting grown, for Zen in a Jar, all of the things. It's happening. From Beats by Woo. Thank you. From yes. everybody who has been a part of the journey. And Nikki, yeah. we're going to um, have all of the information in the description box of where the folks can find you. But let them know how they can get your products right now. If the, what's What's what right now? How does this work? So you can shop with me at zeninajar.com 24-7. We we have scaled up inventory. There is something available for everybody whenever you log on. And we ship fast. Asterisk now. We ship (laughs) fast. (laughs) Okay. You know, we went through our growing pains and we're in a great space. Um, Later this summer, you'll be able to come to the Zen Sanctuary. And you will be able to get the space to yourself. You can shower Mm. in our Oasis experience. You can try out products and see what you like and don't like in real time in the shower. But, Mm. um, you know, more to come on the dates for that. I am so excited for what's to come. I'm so grateful for you all. I'm so grateful. I, I really would not be sitting here with this specific story if you two were not open to me touring with you. That means everything to me. All the time. It means everything to me. So thank you. We love you. We, we love, love you. you so much. The people are going to find you in the description box, but you told them, and we're going to see you all for the next segment. Thanks again to the Tabitha Brown for Target Outdoors Entertainment Collection for supporting this week's episode of Getting Grown. Find the comfiest outdoor furniture you've ever lounged on, your new favorite pool floaty, fun games, gorgeous glassware, and more in this new collection. Check out the tab at the Brown for Target Outdoor Entertaining Collection on May 14th in Target locations and on Target.com. 
We are going to read somebody else's I Know That's Right this episode. I love I'm, that for us. Right? I'm very excited about that. I've been waiting Thank to hear you, you all. sending it in. Hear you all's thoughts. Um, you guys are starting to send those over to hello at gettinggrown.co. And love that. this particular I Know That's Right, I, you know what? She said give her a pseudonym. So please give her a pseudonym. Let's go with Laura Winslow. All right, Laura Winslow writes, Hi, Jade and Kia. Wishing you health, joy, and the soft light. Oh, y'all, you know, Laura, <laughs> you know Woo! how I feel about a soft life. Wow. Okay. okay. Wishing you health, joy, and the soft life the girls be day. talking about. Thank yes. you. I will drink tea and document it. Please give me a pseudonym and feel free to condense my story as needed. No need. No need. My I know that's right is prioritizing my well-being by calling out caucasity at the gym. I thought this yes. was very fitting for this particular episode. I recently began going to the gym after a long hiatus following the birth of my firstborn. When I arrived to the gym, I noticed they changed their scan in admission process. I proceeded to the reception desk for help. The receptionist is a white lady. Let's call her Lori. Ha, mm-hmm. and your name's Laura. Lori was helping another customer. I stood in line awaiting my turn. When I approach the desk, I greet Lori and ask my two questions, to which she responds with a curt, give me a second. Then another patron, Mm. a middle-aged white woman, walks up to the reception desk and asks Lori to let her in because she forgot her card. Lori stops what she's doing to help her. Lori then returns, giving me the same mediocre service. I'm annoyed at the rudeness, but keep it pushing. Throughout my workout, my annoyance grows. I want to address the situation, but I know that I need to work through my anger first. I pause to think about what kind of resolution I was seeking and decide to tell Lori the following. I'm making an effort to offer feedback about the customer service experience to improve service in the future. My two points of concern were number one, your short, seemingly curt responses to questions, which I felt as if I were inconveniencing you. And number two, the other customer's needs being prioritized over mine instead of her being asked to wait patiently as I had. I then sought out the manager and informed her of the message I was going to share with Lori. I did this understanding that when concerns are voiced by people that look like me, staff can make accusations, thereby escalating things unnecessarily. Surprisingly, both the manager and Lori were very apologetic and encouraged me to return. Thankfully, my interactions with Lori since have been remarkably better. Moral of the story is don't allow yourself to believe you have to put up with being treated anyhow. Don't allow the angry black girl or the nice submissive black girl trope dictate how you show up for yourself. We are inherently worthy. We deserve the nice things and stellar service. I know that's right. <laughs> I know that's right, Laura Winslow. I know that's yes. right. Yes. I love that. Thank you I love so that. much for, I'm proud of you. Very um, much so. And thank you so much for doing that for yourself and for having the the presence of mind to uh, encourage other people to do the same. That means a lot. And we always need these kinds of reminders. So know that we appreciate you for um, not only sticking up for yourself, but for sharing your story and encouraging other people to do the same. And I love how thoughtful you were um, and how you approached responding to that type of treatment okay you could have gone in real rah-rah like your girl (laughs) (laughs) but you took (laughs) you took a beat and um 
you you thought about how you were and you were very intentional with the way that you handled that. And I thought that was beautiful. And thank you very much, like Kia said, for sharing that. And we want to hear the rest of y'all's. I know that's right. Okay. So make sure you're sending them to hello at gettinggrown.co. That should be the title of this episode. Um, hello. <laughs> hello, hello. And now we're going to move on to our petty peeves. Let's get negative. Negative. <laughs> I want to get negative. Negative. <laughs> Tabitha Brown brightens days like no one else. Now the actress, vegan, and social media phenomenon is partnering with Target to bring the world more vibrance, candor, and joy. Arriving for the season of laid-back lounging, backyard barbecues, and poolside hangs, this limited-time collection is here to give all your gatherings that perfect summer glow. The Tabitha Brown for Target Outdoors Entertaining Collection drops at Target and Target.com on May 14th. This collection is designed to celebrate Tab's favorite season, summer. It's all about bringing loved ones together around all the best things. Delicious food, fun games, good music, and that bright, happy sunshine. From the comfiest outdoor furniture you've ever lounged on, to your new favorite pool floaty, to games, to glassware, and more, this collection has you set for a summer full of joy. Check out the Tabitha Brown for Target Outdoors Entertaining Collection on May 14th in Target locations and on Target.com. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. honey. I am prepared for my petty peeve today. Uh, if you've been following along on my Instagram, you know that this is commencement season. And I have mm-hmm. been sharing uh, my PSAs, you know, my usual PSAs about how y'all don't like to iron your regalia mm, and, mm. and uh, y'all like to put extra syllables in doctoral, mm-hmm. right? But this one, this is not yet seen the Instagram. So this is the getting grown exclusive, getting grown petty peeve exclusive. <laughs> the word is congratulations. It is spelled C-O-N-G-R-A-T-U-L-A-T-I-O-N-S. Don't let me catch y'all on Blue Ivy's internet talking about congrats with a DS. Because I'm going out. I know it's congrats. When the girls say congrats, they love to do oh, that. Oh, they do say that, huh? They say congrats. And the word is congrats yeah. <laughs> with a DS. And if you have any, Not you can DS. listen to Vespa. Congratulations. Yes, Listen, y'all, I understand that it's easy to get that T confused with the D every time. But don't you let the devil trick you into being on the Internet. Talk about some congratulations, D-U-L-A-T-I-O-N-S. It is or congrats, C-O-N-G-R-A-D-S. It is congrats with a T. Congratulations. And so therefore, if you are abbreviating the word congratulations, you would want to do it with a TS and not a DS. Don't let me catch you do it again. I will call you out by your name. Maybe they're Thank confused so by listening. like refrigerator and fridge. You know how fridge has I a understand. D, but refrigerator I mean, doesn't. I don't know. I, I, that was a lie. I do not understand. I'm saying. I don't either, actually. <laughs> this is something that is a, yet another thing that has mm. our people in a chokehold. And I am saying enough is enough. 
So each one teach one. We all have to pull each other out of these horrible habits. When you do it, correct someone that you love with love today. When you see it, when you see something, say something. When you see yeah. something, yeah. say something. And there's a way to do it. You don't got to call people dumb. You don't got to ask them why. You don't even got to do it publicly. No. We are calling each other in. Or you could. Okay? Calling in. <laughs> I'm going to try not to call you out, but that's going to be hard for me. I'm just saying. But <laughs> let this be a reminder that the word is congratulations. C-O-N-G. For short. Yes. Congrats for short. C-O-N-G-R-A-T-S or C-O-N-G-R-A-T-U-L-A-T-I-O-N-S. Congratulations. Don't be out here embarrassing me. Thank you so much for listening. I also want you to know that I ironed my chef jacket. I know you did because I saw you were not crushed. And everybody in your class can't say that. No, they can't. No, I don't even think everybody's jackets were clean. But uh, that's another conversation. (laughs) I was of the older ilk. And so therefore, I'm not coming in. Millennials. We have some of us geriatric millennials. That ironing. Was you literally know, pressed into our consciousness. I mean, I'm talking, I'm talking, fucking. Uh, uh, I mean, Niagara Falls starch. We were shamed. Like, I mean, we, we were, were shamed for being wrinkled, and I appreciate that our yeah. counterparts who are younger don't feel that pressure. Me too. But at the same time, but at the same time, the wrinkles do sort of get on my here's, nerves. Here's the thing. <laughs> I have followed the youth, <laughs> the youth, yes. them. Um, I and you don't feel hate the pressure. ironing because I think it's, that we were like, we were so it was drilled in us, like you said, growing up to iron stuff to the point where our pants be shiny from the starch and all kinds of things. Right. And it's like, I don't want to go through that stress anymore. Then I used to work in the service industry and one of the rules was that we used to have to they told us we had to get our our uh, aprons and our shirts dry cleaned. I said, you all do not pay us for that. So what I will Period. be doing is spraying this half a bottle of Niagara Falls on this shit and ironing it until it can't move. And so, you know, I think Skin I've ironed stiff. enough in a lifetime. But at this point now, like, if I have... First of all, I prefer a steamer. Second of all, if I have, like, a button-up... It makes a difference. You know what I'm saying? Or something like that. I'm like, all right, I'm going to hit you a couple it's times quicker. so it don't look crazy. But... Yes. Woo! I had to get a little free. I had to get a little free. Understand, and I'm working on it. But y'all's but regalia like do be looking the fuck yeah, wild when you the just... The thing about it is we know that the graduation gowns come in those packages where they've yeah. been folded up like tablecloths. Just like my chef And so jacket. what I hate to see is the checkerboard, right? Where you didn't do nothing but take it out the bag in the car and just shake it out and put your arms in it. And mm-hmm. it's like, girl... Mm. You could oh, at the very hold, least yes. hang it up what? while you're in the shower. Oh, ASAP. I need you to, we can talk building. about that after. Oh, oh, look at this. Reality parenting. It's happening in real time. Girl. I love it. <laughs> this child here. I love it. Go. Um, <laughs> And that's when it has to stop getting gentle. Because, like, nigga, you know what you're doing. Uh, it's not. It's not harsh though. It's no. still gentle. It's yeah, still. It's, it's firm though. Like because my father would have been like, "Nigga, get <laughs> exactly." 
My mother wouldn't have said nothing. She just would have pointed. <laughs> I do be giving her the look. I know though. you're getting out of this room. That's what I know. Get out of here. <laughs> My petty peeve is super simple to the point. Um, I love it. For those of you who double park on the street across oh. from another person who's already double parked. Count your days. There is a special place in hell for oh, you. Lord. Where there is not a child in the corner blowing ice cubes out of his mouth to cool you down, because that is a that is a a, a level of inconvenience and assholery that is just in an, an aloof. I hate somebody who's so fucking self centered and aloof that they don't ever stop to think about anybody else in society. And people who double park across from somebody who's already double parked are a special kind of demon, and so. I wish terrible things on you. Um, I also wish you some common sense and some act right. And that's it. That's my petty beat this week. That's it. Listen, y'all. We love y'all. We appreciate you. We thank y'all for sticking it out with us. Dr. Nikki dropped all the gems in the segment. Ding, ding, Uh, ding. We sounded like Sonic the Conversation. Yes. Listen, pick them up. (laughs) Okay. Um... Get your coins. And literally, we love that y'all continue to show up, show up and out for getting grown week after week. We don't take you for granted. Mm -mm. We appreciate all of the love that's within this community. And we do our best to try to pour back into it. Thank y'all so much for everything. Uh, Sis, take us out. Yes. um, And as long as you are not uh, double parking across from other people who are double parked, then like he said, we wish wonderful things for you and we are grateful for you. If you are one of those people, do better. Um, And how how else you can do better is by minding your business. Uh, That is the business that God gave you that pays your rent and nobody else's. Also, drink your water because it's very important in assisting against um, rapid, rapid decline. Uh, physically um, and then also on a mental note or I'm sorry no on another physical note moisturize (laughs) moisturize yourself your elbows summertime is upon us so you know the hills are about to be exposed um, the webs don't, of our toes. Don't, don't I was about those. to say, yes. if you miss the webs of your toes, it is the likes of me that are going to see those little pockets of gray. So make sure that you're Correct. hitting the rudas and the tutas. Why, sis? Because your black will crack if it's dry and ashy. I don't want that for and you. And you'll get those little sores in between your toes that hurt when you oh, spread them. Oh, it'll be so uncomfortable. you yeah. get those blisters where your skin actually starts to tear. You don't want oh, that. You don't want that. So You don't want that. We're trying to help you. You're welcome. Bye. Love y'all. <laughs>